Welcome to the Real Life Weight Loss Podcast, where we cut through the confusion and get down to the truth about what really works for real people when it comes to losing weight, having incredible health, and a body that you love. We believe that losing weight is really about gaining life, doing things you never thought you could, having renewed confidence, and enjoying your body more than ever. I'm your host, Corey Little. Now let's get to it. Hello, hello to all of you amazing and beautiful people who are smart enough to listen to this podcast. Welcome back. Today, I'm going to explain how to lose weight easier, how to make the whole process of losing weight much easier for you, much easier on yourself. But to do that, I've also got to explain like what we do to like keep ourselves from losing weight in the first place and the, this horrible self-defeating weight loss cycle that we can get stuck in. So in order to kind of navigate and explain all of that, explain why it's so hard and why most people struggle and fail, we're going to take a slightly different approach. We're going to use your child. Wait a minute, Corey, what are you talking about? Leave my child out of this. <laughs> so just hang with me. It can be your child or your best friend or someone that you love dearly. Just pick one of your favorite people. It has to be someone that you care so dearly about. Pick your favorite child. <laughs> I know you're not supposed to have a favorite child. You know what I mean. Pick one of your favorite people. Okay, now think of that person right now. Okay, you ready? You have them in your mind? Okay, this may seem weird, but if you hang with me and you pay attention, it will all come together. It will all make sense. See, here's what we're going to do. Whoever that person is for you, I want you to really imagine this. Really go there in your mind. Pretend that this week you're going to like coach them, okay? You, this week, I want you to spend as much time as possible with them and you're going to like coach them and you're going to say things to them and, and, and try to kind of change their behavior and change what they do with, you know, their life or their food or their exercise or whatever. We're just going to, you're going to be a little voice in their ear. Now, as I get into this process, now, again, this is one of your favorite people in the world, your child or your best friend. As, as I get into this and I explain to you how I want you to coach this person, there's going to be some things that are shocking or startling or some things where you go, oh, I would never say that. Okay, I hear you. But I want you to remember that you say these things to yourself. <laughs> Maybe not out loud, but in your head. Okay? I thought about not sharing that with you till the end, but I didn't want you to think, what in the world? This is getting really weird. So, you're coaching someone else, that person that's so special. And I would really love it if you would think of it as your child, your special, wonderful, sweet, innocent child. Here we go. Here's specifically what I want you to do. The first thing, I want you to focus on every little thing they do wrong and nothing that they do right. Matter of fact, when they do something right, you can even go one step further and then kind of shrug it off and just kind of discredit it like it doesn't even count. And make sure to keep mental notes so you can remind them of everything they've screwed up and how many times they've messed up. And then obsess over their flaws, their physical flaws and emotional flaws. Are they too sensitive? Are they overly confident? Are they overweight? Are they out of shape? Do they lack self-esteem? Are they not athletic? Can they not run very fast? Point out all of these things again and again. Look, you can do it blatantly, but sometimes it's better to do in a subtle way, but kind of a mean, hurtful way. But don't stop there. When looking at their flaws, be sure to constantly compare them to other people. If this is your kid, oh my gosh, constantly compare them to other kids. 
Can they not run very far compared to other kids? Well, be sure to remind them of that and emphasize how they're really not that fit and they're not that good looking or attractive. They're not that athletic or smart or special. You're just not that special when I compare you to other kids, when I compare you to other people. Be sure to remind them that they're really just kind of subpar in every way. They're really not that good <laughs> at anything. They try. But don't stop there. Let's continue. I want, I want you every chance that you get really paying attention to and bringing their attention to every little thing they do wrong because they might start to forget. And then we don't want to, we don't want that to happen. See, we don't want them to start forgetting all the stuff that they screw up and they do wrong. See, if you just mention just once or twice, these things, they might get kind of sad, but they could eventually move on and get past it. No, 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 no. Keep bringing it up every chance you get. Your goal is to keep their focus on every little thing they screw up. And if they're not screwing up right now, well, be sure to remind them of specific times they've screwed up in the past and assure them, look, it's just, it's just a matter of time before you mess up again and you look like an idiot again. It's just a matter of time before you fail again. It's just a matter of time before they feel totally incompetent and incapable. And whenever something positive happens to pop up, it's okay, you can acknowledge it, that's fine as long as you're sure to make light of it and emphasize how it's such a rare occurrence. Like, wow, look at you. You finally got it right. I better take a picture because who knows when that'll happen again. I mean, you know, throwing some humor to make it seem like it's okay. You know, <laughs> I mean, wow, you, you finally got this, but who knows when it'll happen again. No, no, really, that's great. But seriously, I just don't want you to be disappointed. So don't get used to that, okay? <laughs> Overall, you want to just be sure to belittle and berate and discourage them as much as possible because the more you do this, the better off they'll be, you know? I mean, think about it. If you can get them discouraged and complacent, if you get them if you can get them satisfied with being unsatisfied, then they're safe. They won't be as likely to believe in themselves or take chances or set goals or have big dreams or try anything new or challenging. And this keeps them safe because they won't be disappointed. You see what I'm saying? Do you see how this makes sense? In the words of Peter LaFleur, one of my favorite characters from the movie Dodgeball, he says, I found if you have a goal, then you might not reach it. But if you don't have one, then you're never disappointed. So forget goals. Forget, you know, striving or trying for anything. It, I mean, that makes perfect sense to me. So you need to be sure to scare them away from any and all goals, hopes, dreams, aspirations, or just any attempts at anything that could result in failure. Because failure is bad, and they always will screw up, so we know they'll always fail, so we need to be sure to tell them they'll always fail. Try to scare them away also from any chance of just changing in general, and the best way to do that is just to convince them to not believe in themselves at all. Fill their head with doubt, discouragement, confusion, and all the ways that they're inadequate, all the ways they failed in the past, all the reasons they, they'll fail again, all the reasons they don't have what it takes, all the reasons not to try, all the reasons to just give up now. And just to seal the deal. Now, look, when you're, this, we're, we're, you know, we're working on your child here, we're working on your best friend, we're working on this person that's so near and dear to you. So we just to seal the deal, really try to destroy their confidence, too. 
attack their physical appearance. But even though this has nothing to do with success or failure, like <laughs> physical appearance has absolutely nothing to do with someone's ability to succeed. We all know that, right? I mean, come on. We know that comes from your brain and beliefs and confidence and, and the skills that you acquire, right? That's just how it works. But but here's the thing. See, if we can screw up their beliefs about themselves and their abilities by using their physical appearance, then we're winning. We're winning this game. A good place to start is actually by making this person so self-conscious. And then when they're feeling their lowest, oh, this is huge. Pat them on the back and say, it'll all be okay. But you know, things have been pretty hard for you lately, and I get it. So why don't you eat something to make yourself feel better? Encourage them to eat whatever they want. Lie to them and tell them, you know, look, it'll, it'll make you feel so much better. And then convince them that they deserve it. And then, after they've eaten it, this is so important, totally change your tune. And then start shaming them. Say stuff like, wow, I can't believe you really ate all of that. I mean, you overdid it a bit, don't you think? I mean, let's let's be honest. You you have no self-control. You have no discipline. You have no respect for yourself. You have no respect for your body. Are you proud of yourself right now? Do you feel good about eating all that crap? Well, I hope not. Good gosh. I mean, what were you thinking? And then right here, this is a huge moment. It's a big opportunity for you to really break their spirit. Right now, when they're feeling their worst because you've been slyly berating and insulting them this whole time, so they feel stressed and emotional, so you convince them that they deserve some indulgent food that will supposedly make them feel better, so they ate and ate and ate to try to you know, calm their stress and numb their emotions and make themselves feel better by eating more and more and more. And then, of course, you seize that moment to shame them and make them feel bad about the very thing you encourage them to do. Such a smart move. Great job of that. So after all of this, the stage is set. You've got them right where you want them. It's time for the knockout blow. So go and whisper in their ear. You know, you might as well see what kind of damage you've done. Just go ahead and weigh yourself. Do it right now, or at the latest, maybe wait, you know, do it tomorrow morning. But you definitely need to see where you're at because that will really motivate you. Yeah, that's what it is. That'll really motivate you to get it together. And to never do that, to never eat all that junk again. <laughs> then this is where it gets really, really good, guys. When they step on the scales and they see that number and they instantaneously like feel equal parts, just so defeated yet so ticked off, just like really mad at themselves. So they start getting like this fiery motivation to just, I'm going to do something about this. Right here is a key moment. You need to encourage them. What? I know it sounds so contradictory to everything else we've been doing. It sounds crazy, but hear me out. Encourage them, but be sure to encourage them in a totally unrealistic way. Encourage them to really do it. Like if they want to get results, they have to do it all and do it perfectly. Convince them that's what it takes and then convince them that they can do it. They'll get all excited and they'll think they're super committed and super motivated and you can smile and yeah, cheer them on. But in no time, this will all just crumple. And you know it, I know it, we've seen it happen again and again, and it will sling them right back to where they started. Depressed, defeated, discouraged, and eating a bunch of stuff they don't really want. And you've done your job. Bravo! Your child or friend is now absolutely, unequivocally, 
stuck. They're 100% stuck in this self-defeating, all-or-nothing, dead-end cycle. Their head's filled with doubt and negative talk. They don't believe in themselves. Mentally, they constantly point out their flaws and mistakes and failures. They constantly critique their body to the point they're sometimes disgusted by their physical appearance. And they might even hate mirrors or avoid pictures. And then they weigh themselves all the time and at the absolute worst times. But the scales, that's not all. See, the scales have become so much more to them. They've attached their self-worth and happiness and mood to what that little machine tells them. And even when it goes down, don't worry, because even when they think they're successful, they're just really waiting for everything to crumble. Because like I said earlier, their head's filled with negative self-talk and they're in the habit of looking for the worst and reminding themselves of how many times they screwed up. Plus, they think they need to be perfect to lose weight and keep it off. And that pressure alone would make just about anyone crack. So the bottom line is, you've been successful. You've stolen this person's self-confidence, and you've convinced them not to love or believe in themselves. And that's all it takes to make someone miserable. That's all it takes to create a miserable life. Now, you may be thinking, Corey, this is the weirdest episode I've ever heard. Like, I would never say those things to my friend. I would never say those things to my sweet, wonderful child. I would do the exact opposite of all of this. I hear you. But what I want you to understand is, you, in your head, mentally, there's a really good chance you do and say all of these things to yourself. Go back right now and listen to this episode again. If it hasn't connected with you already, there's a really good chance that everything I just described is the mental banter. It's the mental chatter that goes on in your head every single day. And like I said, that's all it takes to make someone miserable. That's all it takes to create a miserable life. It doesn't matter how much or how little someone weighs. It doesn't matter what size clothes they wear. It doesn't matter what comments other people make, good or bad. It doesn't matter how much love other people show them. Once someone doesn't love and accept themselves, it's game over. They'll no longer believe in themselves, which means they've lost all self-confidence. And that's exactly why I say and teach and believe that the secret to a truly happy life, the opposite of a miserable life, it's not losing weight. It's loving yourself. It's having a great relationship, not with food, not with exercise, but with yourself. And if you can learn to do this, it will change your life. You want this for your child. You want this for your sister or your brother or your best friend or your spouse. You want this for the people you love most in your life. I want this for you. Guys, it will change your life. And here's the ironic part you'll also wind up losing weight. That's why I call it the can't lose win-win scenario because you're already happier and experiencing so much more mental freedom and so much less stress. So even if you didn't lose any weight, it's still a massive win in the grand scheme of life. You will enjoy your life and your relationships and your food more than ever. But the reality is, once the pressure and strain of trying to lose weight by hating your body is off, like once all that's gone, it's like you're finally free to move forward and enjoy the process of reclaiming your physical health, not to mention your mental and emotional health. It is a beautiful thing. Recently, 
Julie from the Inner Circle Coaching Group, she posted this. She said, The other growth I noticed this week was with the scale. It was time to touch base with, with the scales with them, and I'm down six more pounds this month. I think that's around 30, 25 or 30 pounds total for her. Now, pay attention. This is what she went on to say. She said, the old me would have jumped up and down and had a party. Oh, wow, I lost six more pounds. The new me was happy, but also like, hmm, that's interesting. She says, you know, my goal used to be to lose a certain number of pounds so I could get in a certain size and look good and all that junk. And now it's just so silly to think about. Once I sat down and I thought about what do I really want? What's my true ultimate goal? Wow, guys, that's incredible. Think about that progression and that growth that Julie's had. She lost six pounds. That's wonderful, but she was excited, but it wasn't make or break for her. And I've got news for you. Here's the thing. When Julie really examined what she really wanted, she realized that what she truly, deeply, ultimately wanted was a better relationship with herself and the incredible self-love and confidence and peace that comes with that. So many people are trying to fix themselves and fix their life by losing weight. <laughs> and what I'm saying and teaching and preaching and screaming is this. Fixing, correcting, improving your relationship with yourself is what will fix your life. You cannot fix your life by losing weight. It will change. When, when, when you do this, when you repair your relationship with yourself, it will change your brain and change your body and change your life. But it all starts with your relationship with you and learning to love yourself right here, right now, unconditionally. Size 10, size 15, size triple XL, 300 pounds, 200 pounds, 150 pounds, anything in between, whatever. And that's exactly why I did this episode. And that's exactly why I'm inviting you to self-love school. I mentioned this in the last episode. If you're listening to this much, it, it's currently... August of 2021, if you're listening to this much later, this probably doesn't apply. But if you're listening to it real time, pay attention. You're invited to self-love school in September of 2021. Inside my Inner Circle Coaching Group, we're going to self-love school. We'll be doing a self-love challenge, and you are invited. This is your only opportunity to join my coaching group for just one month. I normally require a six-month commitment, but I believe, obviously, <laughs> that self-love is so needed and so powerful and so important that I'm inviting you to take part in the self-love challenge during September. At the end of that month, you can stay longer if you want, or you can leave. There's no obligation. But now, let me be very clear. This is not a weight loss challenge. Will you lose weight? Yes, probably so. You'll get access to phase one or module one, whatever you want to call it, of my Live Life Lose Fat program, and we'll be implementing that as we take on the self-love challenge because it all just works so well together. It just kind of goes hand in hand. So yeah, you'll probably lose weight and start having more energy and start feeling better, but again, that's not what this is about. It, instead, it's all about getting you to a better place mentally and emotionally. It's all about changing your brain so that you can naturally and easily change your body and have a better, more enjoyable life. If you're mentally and emotionally healthier, physical health can't help but follow. Turn the volume up, grab your pen, let me say that again, don't miss it. If you are mentally and emotionally healthier, physical health, weight loss, can't help but follow. 
When we begin to change your brain with self-love, like I've mentioned in the last few episodes, everything that trickles down from your brain will be impacting your body and your life in an overall really positive way. So here's what I encourage you to do. You may be thinking, I don't know about this, Corey. I don't know if this is for me. That's fine. We're going to help you determine that right now. Get really, really honest with yourself and ask yourself, what do I really want? Is my number one goal just to lose weight? Do I just want to lose weight at all costs, even if it's really kind of not sustainable and I can't see myself doing this three or four or five months from now? Even if the process kind of makes me miserable, is losing weight without doubt my number one goal? And if it is, then this September self-love challenge is not for you. I love you and you're wonderful and I hope you keep listening, but this is not for you. But if you ask yourself what your true number one top goal is, and you really dig down and think, and you're like, you know, I really want to have more peace and less stress when it comes to my body and when it comes to food. And I really want to stop mentally beating myself up every time I eat a cookie or some chips. And I really want to stop feeling embarrassed and God, just feeling kind of like ashamed about my body. Or I really want to stop that constant nagging feeling that I shouldn't be eating that and I should be on a diet. I really just want to... Man, I just really want to enjoy my life more and have less stress about my body and my weight. I mean, I would I would really love to have more self-confidence and stop all that negative mental talk. If this is you, if any of those or multiple of those apply to you, then you are perfect for this self-love challenge. You're ready for a new approach. You're ready to create a can't-lose-win-win situation where you begin to love yourself more right now, just like you are, so that you're set up for not only a better life, but also for big-time, long-term weight loss success. So I encourage you to commit, not to me, but commit to yourself for one month. And I and the entire inner, inner circle group, we will commit to you. I can pretty much guarantee it will be a transformational month in maybe more ways than one. So the deadline to sign up is September 1st. This episode will be released, I think, on August 24th. And the deadline to sign up is September 1st. I think that gives you about one week. But here's a little secret. I just saw a few people sign up over the past few days. And I thought, oh, wow, I didn't even think about it. But that that's pretty smart because they're actually going to get more out of this. They're not just going to get access to the coaching group for one month, they're been getting like an extra week and a half or two weeks. So don't wait. Go to selflovemonth.com. If this is for you, you should know by now, go to selflovemonth.com. That link is also in the show notes. You can read more about things there and you can sign up there and then check your email. You'll receive a confirmation email. If this is not for you, as I said earlier, man, I love you all the same. I hope you keep listening. I hope you keep benefiting from this podcast. And now let's wrap things up like we always do, my beautiful, wonderful friends. Remember, there's so much more to you than a number. So don't let the scales dominate your headspace or dictate your emotions. And yes, losing weight is wonderful. And I love it when people lose weight and I love to help people lose weight. But losing weight is really about gaining life. And that's what everything I've talked to you about in today's episode is about gaining life and having a better life that you enjoy more than ever. And I know you can do it. I don't know where you are along the spectrum of everything I've shared, but I know you can do it. I believe in you 100% because I see people have success. So even if you don't believe in yourself, it's okay. Keep listening. I'll keep working on you. You can borrow my belief. 
Take care, my friends. God bless. Bye-bye.